Africa Connected, your link to Africa's markets, brought to you by Standard Bank, your partner for growth on this continent we call home. Hashtag Africa Connected. Well, she's connected. Nikiwe Bikicha from Accra in Ghana. Day three, Nikiwe. And you've been around the markets today and uh, you've seen some fascinating stuff. Real traditional African fish markets in particular. Yes, Bruce. We were at uh, St. James Town. It's an old Accra. This, of course, is where uh, the forts and slave trade used to take place. But it's a strong fishing community. That's what's happening there at the moment. Very vibrant families also live along the coastline. Um, we got close inside. Some people were busy building their shipping boats. It's really, really interesting to watch many of the women uh, involved as well selling from from that place. And we know that the big groups uh, go out to Jamestown. This is where they source uh, their fish as well because uh, Ghana's big uh, fishing the community across uh, the country, not just only here in Accra, but region as well. So it was really fascinating to get that kind of insight into the fishing villages. But uh, Bruce, really uh, uh, a developed uh, area along the coastline, uh, but people are, are getting making do uh, and, and they, they say that they see huge opportunities for growth in that sector if there was sufficient investment in modernizing it as well. Well, we know the we know the the social devastation of slavery on the African continent, particularly that part of the African continent. When you are in that area, do you get a sense of the economic cost of slavery on that part of the African continent? You know, today, Bruce, it came through to me in, in sharp clarity because being in Jamestown, uh, which it was, and, and the people there, the locals still call it, this is British Accra, and you cross the road and you have Dutch Accra. <laughs> um, I found that quite interesting. Yeah. So, and they showed us the buildings where each company was based, right? And and it's it's quite startling when you're along Jamestown because that, that is the sense of the devastation the poverty uh, and, and, and the people holding on to that narrative. But yet you cross the street, just one street, and it's new Accra, you know, these high-rise buildings, modern infrastructure. Of course, the language itself is, is a hangover of colonials, and everyone, of course, speaks English, um, even though they hold spoken languages and like uh, tree and gar, but everyone that you come across English. Very few remnants of uh, of the Dutch presence, but we're told that a lot of the people who went into boxing, for example, and I, I don't know what the connection is, the best boxers in um, the part which is considered Dutch Accra. Now, give me a sense of Accra Brewery. Did you get to spend a little bit of quality time uh, looking at the bottling lines? And of course, as one does when one goes to a brewery, sampling the wares? What, what we're actually doing at the moment, uh, Bruce, we're about to get a tour of the bottling line as we speak. But what we, ha- uh, what we did first was to actually get a briefing and an overview from uh, the entire executive team of Accra Brewery Limited, Limited telling us about the economic outlook broadly for the country and how their own sector is doing. And they're really, really quite optimistic. Um, what's driving that optimism for them is that the per capita consumption of beer in Ghana is the lowest amongst most African countries. So that's intriguing. Uh, it appears that Ghanaians are more spirit drinkers. So they see room for growth as far as that is concerned. And just judging by the presentation that they gave, those numbers are likely to grow. There's a very popular brand which, which they produce. It's called Club. I saw this at our hotel. I've seen it in various places that we've been to. It's always in full display, big billboards. It's doing exceedingly well and it's 
outperforming uh, its competitor, uh, which is produced by Diageo. So really strong figures coming out of Accra Brewery Limited. But what the concern which they did raise, though, Bruce, which is something we, we keep hearing, is that the inconsistency in electricity supply obviously has impacted them enormously because they've got generators and their operations can keep going. But who's going to buy your beer if you can't keep it cold? Yeah. So if for consumers, if they can't keep their beers cold, if there's no electricity, people are not going to buy their product. So that's a big concern for them. But they're saying that it seems that uh, obviously efforts are being made to have more consistent supply almost Everyone has a generator these days. But, of course, that comes with its own cost of fuel and making sure that your generators work all the time. So they're working in a very intriguing um, environment. Well, now, it was Bobby Goldsell and Sam Jonah who did the deal that created the Anglo Gold Ashanti business, Ashanti being the Ghanaian gold mining company, Anglo Gold, the South African business of, of Anglo Gold. It was back to the days of, of Bobby Goldsell and, and Sam Jonah. You've seen them. How are they doing? Well, I didn't meet with them, but I met with Kelepile Dindre. He's a senior executive here. He's been based in Ghana uh, for three years. He hosted us for lunch. We're at a lovely restaurant. Oh, the name escapes me now, but he hosted us for lunch along with South Africa's High Commission. He was just telling us that they have two assets here in Ghana, in the northern parts of, of, of Ghana. So we couldn't exactly go there because the car is quite, is about three hours away from where they're mining. They've got two assets here. The one is doing exceedingly well. They're fine, even though, of course, prices have taken a knock. The other, here's something that's interesting, Bruce, was invaded uh, by illegal miners sometime last year. And they're quite frustrated that the government authorities are, are really not doing much to try and stop that. So Anglo Gold Ashanti has a mine which is not operated. It's being operated by other people. And the inertia which has been shown by authorities is very displeasing. Um, and they think that more should be done to try and get their asset back. And obviously for someone considering investing in Ghana, that's a serious consideration. Um, there must be rule of law. Um, and uh, you must at least have a sense from authorities that your assets will remain yours. So he, he's quite confident in his Kelebile that um, he thinks the inertia is brought about because we're in the run-up to election. Perhaps there might be some movement after that in December, but it, it is quite concerning. You're on your way home tomorrow? No, on our way home tonight. So our schedule is very, very tight. So I'm going to do a quick tour, a blitz of a tour through the Boston plant and then rush over to the airport. It's a 10 o'clock flight and we arrive at 5 in the morning. So we'll be zombies tomorrow, Bruce. You will be. And that'll be because of the beer, not because of the flight. I'm sure the flight will be wonderfully comfortable. <laughs> Nikiwe Bikicha, thank you from Accra in Ghana. Yeah, fascinating couple of days in Ghana. It's been really interesting to learn more about that city's economy particularly, but also... Also, uh, all of the stuff going on in the background there as well.